What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 246th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. Welcome to 2017. Welcome to the Thunderdome. I have Travis with me today. At this point, I wish that I had a nickel or a dime. It doesn't matter. For every time in the last week anyone has told us, A, that you can, in fact, use any QR code with the <laughs> island scan, or B, that they actually do live in Perth. <laughs> uh, we, got real, we got real burn on that QR code thing, didn't we, Travis? <laughs> Pretty countless number of people. I, I, don't know, I don't know if anyone has told you this, but... Uh, I love it. I love it. I just, like... There's the uh, we were wrong and that's fine. I've been wrong about a ton of things on the show. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't begrudge the people who corrected us. I just find it very funny the vast number of people who did chime in because we don't typically get that response. And we're wrong <laughs> all the time. No, no, I don't. I don't mind getting corrected because then we can come on the next week and then correct it, which is good for listeners we might have right. misinformed. But. Two points. One, QR codes are really dumb. <laughs> and two, I don't... What has a QR code? Uh, everything? No, like a barcode is not a QR code. Oh, hi. Uh, I walked into an... Hi, my name's Will Anderson, by the way. Um, I walked into an <laughs> Apple store on Saturday, and because my mom had bought a computer through the Apple store app on her phone and we walked in to go and pick it up. And you know what? You know what the person who was helping us said? Oh, wait, can you show me the QR code on your phone? All right, scan. All right, I'll go get your computer for you. Apple uses QR codes. Yeah, I know. I know. That's like new as of six months ago. I, I like the the picture you showed us, Will, last week was like a guy holding up like a bag of chips or something. And scan like chips have barcodes. They don't have QR codes. Uh, maybe organic chips have QR codes. I don't think you, so. Wait, you know, you know what kind of chips have QR codes? Delicious shrimp chips. Mm, mm, so good. That sounds Stop uh, with your... not good at all. But yeah. I will say that my eight-year-old's desktop, when it blue screens, Windows does provide me with a QR code to figure out what went wrong <laughs> with my computer. I thought you were going to say your computer gave you shrimp chips because it should. They're like the best apology. Mm, has some yeah, it's right chips. next to the floppy drive. There's Woo. a shrimp chip dispenser. And, and actually, when I was setting up my mom's new computer, she said, well, where's the drive for me to put CDs in? <laughs> gotta, gotta rip those sweet oh. CDs. Uh, this is a Pokemon podcast where we spend the first several minutes off topic. But just before I ask what people's plans for 2017 is, New Year, uh, just to lay out the show for you guys. Little to no Pokemon news has happened in the last couple of weeks. We have just like two, artic- two news articles to touch on. It probably won't take a lot of time. I pulled a bunch of emails because we are backlogged on emails and then. Uh, we're going to keep it a little bit short by a little bit short. I don't know how long that means because uh, the three of us can talk for hours about nothing. And then uh, after emails, we're just going to do Pokemon of the Week. So I know that some people have been asking if we are going to fix the finish the Pokemon generation stuff. We will. Uh, not this episode, but we will get back to that. And of course, uh, we have a ton of Sun and Moon stuff to talk about and maybe that'll That'll come up in the emails that we read. But before we jump into that stuff, 2017, I don't 
I'm I'm not one for New Year's resolutions. I'm sure for me, I have a couple goals for 2017 that couldn't be like I feel like 2016 at least for the podcast I accomplished a bunch of goals. There was a couple we didn't hit, so kind of upping those goals for 2017. But do you guys have any quote unquote New Year's resolutions or plans that you have for 2017? Put Travis on the spot. I think one of your goals is to uh, move to Canada this year. Yeah, get the heck out of Dodge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to happen last year and didn't. So you can bet that I am very eager to move, hopefully, in the earlier months of 2017 and not in the later months because <laughs> that wouldn't be opportune. Anything else? I'm not really one for New Year's resolutions because, not that, frankly, I just don't think I would adhere to them just because it's a new calendar year. The only thing that's going to make me really adhere to a change in behavior is very much wanting to do so. And if I really wanted to change my behavior, I already would have. Yeah, I agree with you. Will, anything for you? Um, well, I am going to try to eat a fish protein at least once a week. Eating fish is very difficult for me, but I do want to incorporate more fish in my diet. So one fish protein a week and I like to say my, my new year vision as opposed to my new year resolution. And I think my new year vision is I'm looking forward to playing a sequel to Pokemon Sun and Moon on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and paying Steve $10. Wasn't there a bet on that uh, one? Nope, too? nope. There was nope, no nope, bet nope, on nope. that. No, there was no bet on that. But there were a lot of people emailing and agreeing with Will. And now I can confidently say that I felt like. I did all right in that situation. And I can confidently say that my bet has been hedged, so I'm right both ways. <laughs> your, <laughs> your bet, yeah. Uh, my goals, I think, are more podcast-focused uh, as they were last year. So I, was, uh, I spent all night writing a, an email that went out to our email subscribers. I know email email's still a thing, but by the time this is up, that same message will probably go out to Patreon subscribers, too. But... In 2015, It's Super Effective had over 300,000 downloads, which is pretty impressive for a podcast, and I, it's something I'm very proud of. It's hard to like say that without like a big asterisk behind it, because you could go to somebody's YouTube channel and see that, oh, this video has you know 40,000 views. But I think the big difference between something like a podcast and something like YouTube is... Uh, a YouTube play is somebody who has just watched the video for a second, and if they refresh the page, that counts as another play. Uh, not to mention the hundreds of thousands of bots that autoplay YouTube videos looking for specific stuff that just add up plays there. Uh, whereas a podcast download is very specific on a human hitting that download button, and there are no bots that just randomly download episodes, and even... Automatic programs like iTunes, which downloads episodes, it will stop downloading episodes if you stop listening to them. Uh, I, I think the default is set at five, but you can change that to like three or seven or whatever, or never download new episodes or always download new episodes. So 300,000 downloads for the calendar year of 2015 was extremely awesome to see. And I can't thank our listeners enough, but the goal I set for 2016 was a half a million downloads. And the final total that came in on December 31st was 
603,000 downloads for 2016. So not only did we beat a half a million downloads in one year, but we doubled our listener base in that year alone. So uh, I'll maybe insert some like applause in the audio track here. And uh, thank you, uh, Travis and Will, for coming on that journey. And thank you to all our listeners who keep listening. So yeah, that was that was goal we hit for 2016. So for 2017, I feel like the next goal is a million downloads in one year, uh, which is a very drastic goal. But I don't know what else. Like saying like seven seven hundred fifty thousand downloads just seems weird. So I guess I'm gonna go with a million downloads for 2017. And then another goal that we hit was I wanted 600 reviews in iTunes before the end of. Uh, 2016. Yeah, way more than that, right? Yeah, we hit that in like September, and so then I upped it to 700. And when the calendar year ended, we were like 19 reviews away from 700. So thank you for everyone who reviewed us in iTunes. Uh, a little bit of a bummer that we didn't get those last 19, but that's it's was a last minute thing to try to get there. So uh, thank you who took the th- thank you to everyone who took the time to review us. If you haven't done so already, please keep reviewing us uh the goal for 2017 will be 800 reviews uh so just another 100 and 19 i guess so yeah those are kind of my two goals otherwise like i agree with travis i'm not one for resolutions i just keep doing what i'm doing which is not a lot in my case not a lot nothing uh yep still trying to be healthy still on water still on soilant still meditating so doing all that stuff uh and i'm keep doing i I have kept on doing it. Uh, So with that being said, let's jump into some news. First bit of news here is Pokemon Go New Year event is now live. What is happening in that event are Bulbasaur, Charmander, and and Squirtle. Those are three Pokemon. Uh, This news article says Bulbasaur, Charmander, Charizard, and Squirtle. Because those are the four starter Pokemon. Well. Uh, But... Those Pokemon are now spawning more often. That will go until January 8th. The event will also include a large number of Pokeballs, potions, and incubators. Uh, The duration of lure modules have increased from 30 minutes to 60 minutes. And I think that's it. The other bit of news that we have, again, slow slow news week, is the Alola Starter 3DS themes are releasing today. These themes are now available in North America, Europe, and Australia. Oh, as well as Japan. Uh, Two brand new Pokemon-themed Nintendo 3DS themes are being released. One theme is called Pokemon New Partner, which features Rowlet, Litten, and Poplio. The background music is My Home from Pokemon Sun and Moon. And the second theme is Pokemon Full Z-Power Moves, uh, which features Pikachu, Incineroar, Primarina, and... Decudai, I can't... What's his name? Decidueye. 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 Uh, with the corresponding Z crystals, the background music is Battle from Battle Royale from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, it'd be very interesting if like one of those background musics was the Isra City music <laughs> from Pokemon Black and White. <laughs> oh, well. How much do those cost? They are uh, $1.99 a piece. Yeah, themes are usually $1.99 unless they're free. Sometimes they do bundle packs, though, where you can get, like, a 50-cent discount by buying two of them at once. Can your 3DS handle themes, Travis? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've never bought one, because why would I spend $2 on 
on um, wallpaper. Something I won't spend much time looking at because the instant I'm turning on my 3DS, I'm selecting an application. Because but... when that when you when you launch a game, you get the hunter horn, the, the little health horn from from Monster Hunter. It goes doo doo, and you're like, oh, I love that game. <laughs> well, as someone who has never played Monster Hunter, I guess you've sold me. Ooh, well, or I mean, you just other stuff. never leave your game and just always keep your 3DS in standby mode, like I do. Essentially, all I use my 3DS for is Pokemon anyway, so that's <sighs> There's a whole one way world to do it. gaming out there. There's so many different <laughs> Pokemon games. <laughs> 2017, a whole new world of gaming. I mean, I play Pokemon Picross every day, so I need to switch into that. See, when I played Shuffle every day, it was mostly because I didn't play any other game. Because I hated the fact of, like, you need to quit this application and then launch this application, and then it's... Like, oh, well, I have to go back to my daily shuffle, so quit this application, load this application. Oh, it's such a short It is X to close. Wow, you, wow, which you don't, well, yeah, you do have to. You have to confirm that you're switching applications. Oh, wow. And it's just like That's when you got to go to the 3DS store, you got to close the application for that, too. Okay, yes, because it, it's not a multitasking device. It can run one at a time. That's all. I know. You're, you're asking too much. I, I am. I am. I mean, the 3DS is like six years old. Well, I mean, the new 3DS isn't six years old. It's still <laughs> running on six-year-old architecture. And how sad is my mom that she can't get Animal Crossing cards because her Animal Crossing 3DS doesn't have the uh, N N near field community NFC sensor. You didn't buy <sighs> her a new one for Christmas, Will? No, I spent five hundred dollars on Cardfight Vanguard cards for her. That was more than enough. I didn't know that enough people played that game to have any part of it be valued at $500. Vanguard? <laughs> Dude, you're so wrong. There are individual cards that are like $30 each, which is still less expensive than Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yep. <laughs> Probably less expensive you're than Yu-Gi-Oh cards, me. too. Oh, I don't want you guys to play. I only want cool people to play Vanguard, so All right. don't worry Blake, about it. shot in the heart. Well, brutal. You asked for it. Let's uh, <laughs> let's jump over to some emails. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, complaints, uh, you can send us an email at sbj at pkmncast.com or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button. And yeah, don't be shy sending in emails about anything or everything. First bit of email here is from Avatar. Location. The last airbender? The last Actually, like the first airbender. Oh, okay. The only airbender in Perth <laughs> wrote in and said, Hi, I'm a listener. I'm from Perth. That's all I wanted to say. Keep up the good work. <laughs> so many people let us know that actually humans do live in Perth. I think one of our folks from Australia, I think it was Mark from Australia, was like, the only thing you need to know about people from Perth is they don't wear shoes. And I was like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't wear shoes most of the time. <laughs> what? Like, what is the thing Perth is known for? Being on the West Coast. So, like, <laughs> so like obviously, Will lives in D.C. D.C. is known for the White House and all the government stuff. What, what is what is half smokes and... Uh, and lots of historical things, but what sure. Is, what is Grand Rapids known for, Travis? Breweries, mostly. All Founders, right. brewing is there. Like beer? Like beer breweries. Cor correct. As opposed to apple breweries, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee is like known for 
breweries Miller. as well. Yeah, Miller and did you wait? Did you hear that Miller and Anheuser Busch are? Oh wait. Mm. Okay, go on. Are you? Were you about <laughs> to give a trade secret? Were <laughs> <laughs> you worried about people's stocks in Miller or something? What mm, like a, mm. your uncle Anheuser told you something he wasn't supposed to? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh well. Uh, well, thanks for writing in. Glad to see that some people from Perth are listening. I appreciate that. Glad to see that the internet does work in Perth, Australia. So as far as we know, Perth is known for people not wearing shoes. So that's what we got to work off of. So if you want to let us know if that's, if that's supposed to be different, don't hesitate to email in. Uh, Julian writes in and says, in all caps... Why doesn't Travis say what a dirty dog after the episode is finished anymore? Mm. How do you feel about triple rotation and inverse battles being removed? I miss triple battles, not so much rotation, kind of miss inverse. Thanks for the answer. You guys are the best. Well, you've cracked the case. (laughs) I stopped saying what a dirty dog at the end. Mostly I just forgot that that was a thing that I did at the end of the episode. I might do it at the end of this one if I'm able to remember that we even had this conversation with each other at the end, by the time we're finished with this thing. Or I might have already forgotten. Also, I don't remember how that even started. Well, I mean, it was also like... Something to do with Rock Rough. Yeah, I think. it's when Rock Rough was announced, but it was also kind of like a pre-Sun and Moon kind of teaser get you excited for the games kind of thing. It's like, I can't mm. wait to get my own dirty dog. Now everybody's got a dirty dog. And not only that, they've turned it into a lichen rock in either a dirty lichen rock or a clean lichen rock. But we're <laughs> past the days of the dirty dog. That's true. 2017, the, past yeah. the days of dirty dogs. <laughs> got taglines on top of taglines. The, the, the Pokemon calendar uh, has B. DD and ADD <laughs> before, before Dirty Dog and Anno Domini Dog in the year of our dog. The year of Correct. our. Uh, I don't miss triple or rotation or inverse battles at all, or horde battles or sky battles. I just I appreciated that they existed at the time, and that is. See you later. Yeah. I never. That's fine. (laughs) I never really played any of those formats very much at all. I think it's. I'm of mixed opinions about it, I guess, because I think that it's sad that so much functionality of the game is no longer there. But my other opinion is while there were some pretty small uh, yet vocal fans of those formats, I don't think they were incredibly popular. So it makes sense that they would be removed in favor of different modes. And I don't think people are really liking Battle Royale, are they? Or Battle Royal. Not My hearing apologies. that much about it. Nope. I don't hear I don't hear much about it either, but should we start a Battle Royale tournament? <laughs> I mean, unless you unless you mean the film Battle Royale, which is historically like a hugely popular movie, but it is good. It's also not it's also not a film whose subject matter is really safe for a podcast that's supposed to be safe for kids <laughs> what <Whoa. Ooh>. really <laughs> talking about we're talking about the same battle royale correct oh, oh oh yes i just didn't think that this podcast was supposed to be quote safe for kids <laughs> well it's safe for kids in the aspect of parents who are listening in their car with kids in the back seats yes 
Yes, 100% that way. Do not take your children to see Battle Royale, <laughs> even though there are technically children in the movie. It's a yeah. movie about kids. Yes. <laughs> it, well, yeah, you're not wrong. It's a, you're it's not a, wrong. It's a movie about kids much in the way uh, as, what, what is that book? Oh, no. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies is a movie about kids. I love that I got it with just, oh, what is that book? <laughs> yep. I knew what you were talking about. Old Yeller. Uh, I really enjoyed inverse battles. The thing that ruined it for me was that there was only like one place you could go to do it. Yeah, and you that could only one do it house. Like once a day. So mm. it's like yeah, I liked that it, be- it became like a thought puzzle to to you know figure out what the opposites were for everything. So if I could have had inverse battles as a selection for battling friends and things like that, then I I would have been much more interested in them and kind of taking that on as a new format and a new challenge to learn. But they didn't give me that option. Well, Pokemon Showdown still has the option for, like, triple battles, right? Correct. Yeah, so it, it exists in some form. I I see... Th- this got, has gone back to my Final Fantasy analogy I made, like, three weeks ago, but, you know, if you really liked Blitzball, that's only in Final Fantasy X. So if you really liked Sky Battles, that's only in X and Y. Unless there's a sky battle in Sun and Moon that I I didn't find, but there are not. Okay. Although I should say, the triple battles that are in, that are on Pokemon Showdown are only for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and below because there's no functionality in Sun and Moon to do it. So there's no way to determine how moves new moves would function, for instance, in Sun and Moon. So there are no Sun and Moon triples even on simulators. Right. Okay. Okay. I would. I would also assume that when Gen eight, when Gen eight comes, that that w- there will be no battle royale or battle royal, and there will be a new form of battle, which I think is cool. I like double battles. I think are more fun than single battles, and single ba- battles are your staple. Triple battles, I could see being brought back. I don't know anyone who liked rotation. Like the concept was cool, but it was just. For me, it was a very slow and sluggish way of battling without like and that much enjoyment. It was, if I remember correctly, it was pretty dominated by, and I don't even remember what the strategy was, but it was dominated by a few select strategies. Something with, I don't even remember, but I remember hearing that, that the small as it was rotation battle community was plagued by a bit of a rampant strategy that never really went away and was never able to be bested. I might be making that up, though. It was just like, you know, singles is long and drawn out and complicated enough to basically rotation was just extra complicated singles. So, you know, (laughs) I'm sure there will be more new ways to battle in the future. I would be curious of how well uh, Battle Royal does in the next up up and coming months. This next email is from Anthony. Uh, says, hey, SBJ and crew, I laterally concluded your most recent serialized audio transmission with reference to contentious, genealogical, communal connotations relative to provincial vernacular compared You're just with have to send it to voluminous me. behavioralism ethos. Sorry, I just wanted to hear SBJ butcher big words. <laughs> Perfect. Here we go. I've been listening to the podcast for a few years now. Uh, Regularly for the last two have been having been 17 when the first Pokemon games were released. I missed the initial hype and I didn't really get into them 
after playing until uh, X and Y were released. X being my first Pokemon game, I've been meaning to write in, and I felt the need to do so after listening to your late last episode, 243. In regards to your discussion about Team Skull, both in the miniseries and in the latest episode, I just wanted to say that I think it's really important to touch on these types of tropes and themes in video games and to have a perspective from many angles. I greatly appreciate hearing Irene's thoughts and was inspired by Will's statement about minorities. As a straight white male who lives in some rural area upstate New York, I am surrounded by people who don't often take the time to emphasize with other people that may be thinking or going through that on a daily basis. I very much support your discussion of similar topics, and I am able to enjoy the game thoroughly while still having my own opinions about certain aspects of the game. I look forward to Irene's return on the podcast, and always, Will, you're my favorite. Thank you for the hard work. Tony. Well, and there's thank a you, Tony. P.S. for Will, but I will send that separately. Oh. <laughs> it just says he lives near you if you ever wanted to meet up. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Tony. I appreciate that email. No question really there. But uh, hopefully I butchered the words to your liking. Thanks for writing in. Uh, next email is from Ben. Hey, all thought I would let you know. It looks like Ditto is now being able to be captured in Pokemon Go. I thought I caught a Rata. However, as soon as, the, uh, as soon as it was in the ball, the word O appeared. A cut to a purple screen where the Rata turned into a bright light and revealed Ditto. Lucky. It looks like they snuck him during the update. Thanks, guys. Hope Steve has fun pronouncing my last name. Uh, ben, I guess I'll give this a shot since he wants me to pronounce it. Ben Rosenthal. That's not hard. There you go, Ben. I mean, maybe I completely butchered it, but... Maybe it's wrong. Uh, Wait, is it R-O-S-E-N-T-H-A-L? Yeah. yeah. That's Rosenthal. All right, I got it. Sweet. I had a Rosenthal who was a teacher in high school. Those are Rosenthal. Good people. Uh, yeah, Ditto's in Pokemon Go. I don't know if we mentioned that, but I caught a couple. They're cool. It's exciting to be like, oh, guess what? It's not another Rattata. It's another Ditto. I haven't gotten a Ditto yet. It's pretty great. Too cold. All right. What else do we got here? Andrew writes in, says, hey, Pokemon podcast. I am writing in because you said you read every email. Kind of late. But when you announced the distribution for Hoopa, it was already too late to download it. I was wondering how else I can get Hoopa because it's the only one I need to complete my Pokedex. Any help is greatly appreciated. Thanks. Uh, Andrew, I would just recommend tweeting at us and we can retweet it. And I'm sure somebody will be able to help you with that. We know people who love Hoopa so much that they probably have about two or 300 Hoopas. So they're ready to give them away. We know person who likes Hoopa so stop, much. Stop. I didn't <laughs> want to like, do it that way. But yes, we there know is an individual. The straight who, source for Hoopa. There may be an individual who sat resetting their Pokemon game for an entire day to get every possible Hoopa in the universe. I didn't know this was done. Oh yeah! Thanks, Kool Aid Man. <laughs> see you in see you in another two hundred and forty five episodes when you come back. <laughs> Weird that he only insists on coming every two hundred and forty whatever episode this well, is. Well, he's a busy guy. Busy guy. Anthony writes in different Anthony. I'm assuming. Hey, SBJ, Will, Travis, Micah, and Irene. I was wondering what you guys think about getting rid of HMs and being able to be replaced with the ability to ride Pokemon. I'm okay with it, but I actually use Surf and Fly a lot in battles. What are your opinions on this? Thank you for the podcast. P.S. I love the banter between the A-team and the last few episodes. It makes my time at work much more enjoyable. 
Well, I mean, you can still use Surf and Fly in battles. They haven't taken them out of the game. They are still TMs. That is correct. Yeah, but they're not till like late. Fly is correct. The third island. Yeah, and it's like the NPC is like so breaking the fourth wall. Like, uh, no, I mean, I like that. In all of reality. <laughs> where Where is Surf? I don't think I found Surf. I believe it's on Pongi Island. Shoot, I don't remember exactly where, but you have to fight two swimmers who are, I forget what, they have some dialogue about how they're going to try and start like a synchronized swimming team or something, and you have to beat them, and they're like, here's Surf, where we're from, it's an H- it's called an HM, but you don't have that here, basically the same dialogue that the flying NPC tells you, and oh, gosh, okay. I can't remember which coast it's next to, but I believe it's on Pony Island, whatever area it is i feel like it's on the eastern side i don't know why that's sticking in my head and it's probably wrong <laughs> well first you have to scan a qr code to get there and then no you do not <laughs> overall though i like the ride pokemon way more than going into my party clicking a member going down to the move and then clicking the move and i like the fact that i didn't need to carry a i had a two cannon through the whole game and Cannon had Beak Blast, and then I had you know three other moves, and I couldn't. I would have been frustrated that there would be no point in having both Fly and Beak Blast since they're both two turn moves. And I think Beak Blast would do way more damage than Fly, and it has the chance of burning. And it would be silly to have both those moves on my two cannon, but I would have felt it necessary to have Fly to get around. So the fact that I could just ride Charizard and then keep Beak Blast or not have like cut or strength or anything on my other Pokemon was like a huge benefit. And I would I prefer that over the old way any day. I concur. Yes, it's the Pony Breaker Coast and it's TM94. Is Pony Breaker Coast on the east side of the island? You're asking more information than I have retrieved. Okay. Is it near or not near Perth? Well, it's nearer to Perth than where you are right now. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Anonymous writes in, the only anonymous person from the UK, I'm assuming, writes in and says, Hello, wonderful Pokemon people. I've been meaning to write a quick email to say how much I enjoyed your show. I struggle with pretty severe anxiety, and I find many things difficult at the minute. But each week, I look forward to your podcast appearing in my downloads and the laughter it will bring Thank you for bringing smiles through a pretty terrible time. All the best. A silly Pokemon lover in the UK. P.S. Lapras is the best. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Lapras is cool. Uh, but no, thank you for the email. Uh, I appreciate that. And I am glad that we are able to make you laugh and help you with your anxiety. I know that can be uh, extremely difficult for people. Thanks for writing in, Anonymous. Glad we could help. I'm not saying thank you. You guys already said it twice. <laughs> Brandon writes in, Hi, I am Brandon, and this is my first time writing to y'all. Just a preface, I love the podcast. Shout out for to Will for being my favorite. Yeah. Also shout out to I <laughs> also shout out to Irene from the Alola episodes. Anyways, I just she's my favorite. <laughs> anyways, I just started listening to an old episode from before I found your podcast just to see what sun and moon production predictions you guys guessed correctly. In episode 206, Travis made a self-proclaimed basis claim. That said, the woodpecker Pokemon would get skill link. Just wanted Didn't to know. Did we read this email? I think I just like told you ago? about this email. Oh, okay, go ahead. But I, I'm not sure. Maybe we did. 
It was nope. flagged as I didn't read it. Uh, just wanted to notify you of your successful prediction. Send my congratulations to Travis for always being on point. Keep up the great work. Oh, did you finish? Because I interrupted you, but what the email basically says is apparently, and I have no recollection of this, at one point when Toucanon was announced, or maybe it was Trumbeak or something, I made the baseless prediction that it would have skill link, and that is, in fact, an ability that it has access to. What does the skill link ability do? It's like the one where you, if it's like two through five moves, you always do five, right? Correct. Multi-hit yeah. moves always hit the maximum number of times. It used no. to be a signature ability of Cloister, but then I believe in Generation 5, right? There wouldn't have been anything in Generation 4. In Generation 5, it is no longer the signature ability of Cloister because Chinchino and mm, there's something else gets it. But I can't remember what the something else is. Slowpoke. No. Incorrect. <laughs> Slowpoke's not big on those multi-hit moves. It's more like, uh, who's that Iron Bug guy? Durant? Durant, but that's no, not it. No, the other Iron Bug guy. Iron, uh, Forest? For, 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 the, the, for a, for for a tris, but that is also not correct. Sizor? No, not Sizor. You were thinking of Sizor? With no, the, no, no, it's not Sizor. Uh, it is not Ferrothorn either. I'm looking it up. Not only have I oh, butchered... Oh, Amba, Palm gets it, so it must have been in Gen 4 that it no longer became the signature ability of Cloyster. <laughs> Alright. You guys don't think of Sizor as like a metal bug dude? No, I do, I but guess. I figured you knew Sizor, so I thought, must be Durant you're thinking of. Sometimes words are hard for me, and Gen 5 Pokemon are never far from my heart. Durant. The list of evolutionary lines that get skill link are Cloyster, Amba, Palm, Mega Heracross, Chinchino and Tucanon. If you're talking metal bugs, though, I think Durant comes to mind first before Sizor. Uh, Durant very rarely comes to mind ever. <laughs> kind of a crummy Pokemon if you think about it. Uh, <laughs> Terrence writes in, I just want to say after listening to episode 243, I am so happy that you talked about the non-traditional home themes that is a huge feature of the game and a feature that has been somewhat present. I've always loved the Pokemon games because I grew up without a father and the games have always had that feature, except for Gen 3. It's something that has never had a huge importance to the plot and honestly, this is what has helped me so much growing up, realizing that something like that can be important but not a centerpiece. I also feel that including serious themes in a children's game is important because it's letting kids know, at least virtually, that there's someone out there who has a similar, less than ideal situation of the people who said you shouldn't talk seriously about a children's game. I say that it is the place certain serious subject matters should be discussed because it impacts people in those situations greatly, even if it's only a subtle element. P.S. I tried to make that easy for you to read if you wanted to share. <laughs> You that is a never fool's make it, errand, my friend. Yeah, you can never make it too easy for Steve. Mm, maybe if you made individual letters, but mm, hey, no. I've been I've been on point this episode, minus Pokemon uh -huh. names. <laughs> been on some point. <laughs> I feel bad, Steve. I always feel bad laughing at you, but it's, but I feel like you encourage it. No, I do. I do. Definitely, I I feel like the show. Wouldn't have been as, as successful as it is without me <laughs> butchering the English language. 
<laughs> Nick, and the Alolan language. <laughs> Nicholas writes in. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to mention two things. I started listening to the podcast last month, and I love it. I am a college student. I am very into powerlifting and will start competing next year. I also play in two hardcore bands. That and working out and being married doesn't leave a crazy amount of time for video games, but when it does, it's always Pokemon. I've been playing it my whole life right now, just a casual. I like collecting and building fun-slash-themed teams I just wanted to say thank you for making your podcast accessible. It is perfect for players like me who love the series for all that it has to offer. You guys truly understand that it isn't just a game of competitive battling or collecting or just a story, but that what makes a game is that it's something for everyone. The second thing I wanted to say that in Rebuilding Alola episode, SBJ mentioned that you have all been receiving a few emails about complaining about how Irene... Slash how much you all talked about Team Skull. I just wanted to say thank you for it. Even if people brush it off and say it's just a game or whatever, you guys got them thinking. Casual racism like that exists in our society. Thank you for pointing it out. Irene rules. You all rule. Best regards, Nick. Well, what are the also, hardcore bands you play in? I really like hardcore. <laughs> ugh, I don't like hardcore. What I was going to say is, you know, you know, a community that talks about lifting and hardcore and all types of music is our Slack community. Hmm. We've got this great lifting channel where it's like everybody's talking about their daily lifting goals and everything. And it's like, why is this in Pokemon? But yeah, you works. got like uh, like 30, 40 people in that channel, don't you, Will? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> It seems Did you start we, it, Will? Yes. Wow. <laughs> me, me and uh, Ivan, that you, the guy who did one of the move sets for last week, started that up. And it's like you, it's strange the number of people who are into lifting weights and Pokemon at the same time. <laughs> there's a lot of great channels in Slack. Like there's the Healthy Living channel, which is really great, uh, which I'm very bad at participating in because I am the least healthiest person out of the three of us, hands down. That is correct. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you for writing in. Hopefully hopefully your weightlifting is going good. Hopefully your marriage is going good. Hopefully your Pokemon playing is going good. Or and well. also your college education. Oh yeah. Man, a lot on your plate. Uh, Sean writes in, says, Hey, SBJ, Will, and Travis, or anyone else joining on this week's podcast, I've been listening to your show for a very long time since before X and Y. But this is my first time writing in because I am usually pretty shy and antisocial. But I wanted to write in to say I love your podcast and listen to it every week. You are definitely my favorite Pokemon podcast, and I've tried a few, but none of them were as awesome as yours. I also wanted to say how much I enjoy and respect the fact that you guys are willing to talk about serious issues that deal with every that I, that we all deal with every day, and how you guys relate to these issues through Pokemon to have intelligent and meaningful conversations. I am 27-year-old white male, white privileges, am I right? LOL. But I have plenty of friends of color and different sexualities as well, so it is comforting to hear you guys address stereotypical problems and other issues in such an open-minded way. Anyway, sorry for the long email. All I wanted to say to, to show my support since uh, hearing your most recent episode, you were, hearing, you were receiving a lot of negativity concerning how serious you were talking about the Pokemon story. Keep up the great work, and maybe I'll get the courage to write in again someday. Thank you. Take it slow bros sean oh i get it so this episode is is the one where, where we start feeling good about ourselves again thank you <laughs> that's never gonna happen oh. hey we can try i I'm feel good anti-social myself every day so. uh yeah, no thank you would <laughs> thank you sean for writing in uh yeah i think 
I enjoy the fact that we can have uh, very open discussions on this show and that you guys like it. And the reason I pulled a lot of these emails was because I did say that we did get a couple uh, negative emails, but I think I think I did a disservice to all the people who wrote in saying thank you so much for talking about that. And yeah, so I didn't want I didn't want those to be forgotten because we got way more positive emails than we did negative emails. And when I say way more, I mean like a hundred times way more positive emails, uh, which made what we said and did those last couple episodes like worth it, right? If you're like writing in saying like, thank you for impacting my life, then I know that we did the right thing. Whereas if somebody wrote in and said, I'm not listening to you guys anymore. Okay. See you later. Thanks for the downloads. See you again, maybe in the future. But no, thank you. Uh, Last email here is from Michelle. Hi, just wanted to let you know that your podcast series on Sun and Moon made the game a billion times more fun for me. I've been having a hard time lately since life is kicking my butt and your podcast series offered the most amazing break from reality I could ever hope for. I am a living dex completionist, so I usually don't care about the story behind the games. Playing along with each of your podcast episodes offered a completely different experience and it has been wonderful. In your opinion, your coverage of the game was flawless in that it was detailed yet never redundant or boring. You guys have great chemistry and I absolutely love the in-depth discussion. Thank you so much for all of it and your hard work and dedication. Look, I wasn't on those episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to make a joke about break from reality and now I'm like thinking maybe not. (laughs) Well, there goes gravity. (laughs) I don't remember even what song that is, but Rip from reality. Yup, there goes gravity. Is that Eminem? Yeah, oh. I think it's Eminem. I was going to say Fresh mm-hmm. Prince of Bel-Air, but no, I think it's Eminem. Incorrect. <laughs> now this is the... <laughs> <laughs> that show's really good. Uh, no, thank you, Michelle, for writing, and I, I appreciate it, and I definitely enjoyed doing that series, and those weeks... Or like those situations where I'm recording hours and hours of content and then I have to edit those hours of content and then I also have to do my 40 hour a week real job outside of Pokemon and then doing everything else I do. I I always look back on that week and think like how how did I do that? How was I able to like do all that in a single week? Because my day to day is always always feels like oh I don't have enough time in the day or I don't know how I'm going to get this done or like there's something that I should have started a month ago and I still haven't done that yet and I look at that series and I'm just shocked that it all like worked and that I put it out on time and that people loved it and I think the takeaway from that is that even though I probably slept less that week and it took a lot of time where I could have used that to you know, hang out with friends or something. I think the takeaway is that it was just extremely fun for me to do. And so it didn't feel like work and it didn't feel like I was giving up anything to do that. So uh, the fact that you wrote in and said that it made the games enjoyable for you and that it meant a lot, like that means a lot to me. And that is why I do stuff like that. And so I am very happy that you and a bunch of other listeners enjoyed that series. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's where we leave off emails. I am so sorry if I did not get to your email. We pulled a lot. I wanted to keep this episode a little bit 
on the shorter side, I know most of our episodes have been two to three hours, so wanted to keep this a little bit shorter. So what we'll do now, uh, oh, again, if you wanted to write in an email, uh, you can do so sbj at pkmncast.com or pokemonpodcast.com contact button at the top of the page. But let's wrap up this episode. Uh, and again, thank you everyone who wrote in. And if I missed your email or if I didn't get to it, I am sorry, uh, hopefully in the future. And if I didn't get to your email and it's been more than a month, just email me again. Again, I'm very sloppy and messy when it comes to email organization. But let's wrap up this episode. Oh, it was the spaghetti song. It was the, <laughs> the whole time, it was Mom's Spaghetti. That's what the song was. The, the thing I was quoting was from Lose Yourself by Eminem, the Mom's Spaghetti song. Got but it. It, wasn't, it wasn't the palms are sweaty part. Full circle. Uh, I will pin the end of this episode on Travis. Uh, where we do our Pokemon of the Week. Uh, if you missed the last couple episodes, our Pokemon of the Week is for going to be more dedicated to Pokemon that can be used in Sun and Moon double battles competitively. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, but, Travis, it is all you. And that's an apt word choice because apparently all of our Slack channels asleep right now. Usually we get like four or five movesets by the time we're done recording the episode. No one has responded to my plea for movesets for the Pokemon Whimsicott. It is it is a holiday. Uh, and also maybe because you address them as, hey, nerds, some people find that it's possibly a little offensive. The term of endearment. <laughs> is that, is that how I you call justify it? I call everyone nerds. Maybe that's why I don't have friends. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It all 2017 strikes again. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but anyway, the main reason Whimsicott would get use in a double battle situation is because of its access to the very powerful, the very powerful ability Prankster. Prankster is an ability that's not accessed by a lot of Pokemon. So even though Whimsicott doesn't have the best base stat total in the world, it is good in the smaller move pool of Pokemon that have access to Prankster other than the very powerful Pokemon like uh, Thunderous who also have access to it, although that's not available in the VGC 2017 format. The way Prankster works is if the Pokemon with the ability uses a non-damaging move, so that is anything from status moves like Toxic, Thunder Wave, or stat-altering moves like Fake Tears, not that you would use that, or even field-altering moves like Grassy Terrain or Trick Room or Tailwind, and mainly the latter two are the reasons you would use Whimsicott, mostly for Tailwind. So the set you're going to use is typically going to be Tailwind is a move that for three turns doubles the speed of all members of your party. That's with or without Whimsicott being out in the battlefield or even alive at the current time. Once Whimsicott has used Tailwind for the next three turns, you will have double speed. And speed control is exceptionally important in double battles because the team that unlike, I mean, speed is important in singles, right? But it tends to even be more important in doubles because in double battles, you can, if you are faster, you can snuff out one source of damage before it's even able to do anything and therefore protect the other Pokemon. So, for instance, if you're really worried about the Garchomp 
with Dragonclaw on the other side killing your Salamence, for instance. Uh, Salamence, in this case, is slower than... Uh, is it slower than Garchomp? Or did I say Dragonite? Whatever. If you're worried about a super effective move from the other side of the field, one-hit KOing one of your two Pokemon, you would want a Pokemon that's faster on the other side of it to be able to take out that Pokemon before it defeats that Pokemon's partner. So Tailwind is exceptionally useful because you're going to tend to be faster with both of your Pokemon, and you'll be able to protect your partners and maybe even take out both before they can do anything. And so the moveset is generally going to be 252 EVs in HP and speed, typically a positive speed nature. The reason you're doing this is that you're not going to be using any of your offenses, but you still want to be fast for the for two reasons. One, the off chance that you're facing off against another Pokemon with Prankster. You want to make sure that you're going first, but more commonly, the moves that you are using that are damaging, and we'll get to that for a second, it is helpful to be able to go first. There will be another set that'll go through that'll use different EVs, but it's generally what you're going to see. And then the move set tends to be Tailwind, Encore, Taunt, and Moonblast. Those are the those are the common moves. You might also do Protect instead of one of those. Uh, some people do Endeavor. In that case, you wouldn't want the HP investment. Um, and actually, the other variant of this set, you would not want the speed investment with your EVs, and you would then split those into your defenses, uh, and you would use Trick Room. And it might seem strange to use a fast Pokemon in Trick Room, but when you're getting increased priority on all of your non-damaging moves anyway, it doesn't matter that you're not slow enough to take advantage of Trick Room. But that's less common than the Tailwind set, because there are already very powerful users of Trick Room in the format, namely Porygon 2 with Eviolite, and less commonly... Mimikyu, oh, and also Oranguru uses Trick Room a lot. But yeah, your moveset is most typically going to be Tailwind, Encore, Taunt, and Moonblast. You want to be able to hit with Moonblast first because you're not going to be able to take very many hits. I should mention your item is going to be Focus Sash, so you can take at least one. But in the in the pinch scenarios where you desperately need to get off some damage against maybe a dragon type, uh, Moonblast is helpful. Moon Blast is the best blast. <laughs> Encore is there because using Encore against a Pokemon that just used Protect is incredibly powerful. It's basically like a KO if they're in a situation where they can't switch out, which is common in doubles. Um, if you've already knocked out two Pokemon, Encore essentially renders that Pokemon useless for five turns, and you can usually secure the KO on, it, on the Pokemon adjacent to it. And then, while it's still using Protect every turn, you can KO that Pokemon. And the rules of Protect still apply in this case, where its subsequent uses are less and less likely to be successful. And because Whimsicott is incredibly fast, even, and it has the Prankster ability, even if they're trying, even if they expect the Encore to come and maybe try to use an increased priority move like Shadow Sneak, you're probably going to outspeed them with your Encore, and you also get the increased priority. So you are more likely to trap them in a Protect than uh, to trap them in a move you don't want to trap them into. So that's why it's used here. Taunt is less commonly seen actually in VGC 2017 than in previous formats, mostly because Trick Room isn't as 
popular, and Tailwind is certainly not as popular as in previous formats. But also, there are other reasons that I don't quite understand. Because you do see some Trick Room teams. I'd have to go into a little bit more research as to why you see so few Taunt users. Um, but Taunt is helpful against other teams that are trying to set up Tailwind or other teams that are trying to set up Trick Room. I think that's the whole thing. I think so, too. Sounds like a good Whimsicott to me. Whimsicott was... That dude's been competitive since Gen 5. I, I was going to say, like, it, it's made its rounds. It's not as dominant as it was back then, right? Because in what's that, 2011, when you could only use Unova Pokemon, Tailwind and Trick Room both were pretty dominant. I think Tailwind in particular was used all over the place. Oh, wait, ta- Tailwind Whimsicott with Beat Up on Terrakion? Was it, Correct. Is it Beat Up? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then that the would just had boost justified. up the yep. yep. And it would get a boost from every hit. <laughs> Although I don't believe many of the top-cutting teams that year ended up using that, if memory serves. But it was a, a common strategy. Uh, but in, in later years, fewer people used Whimsicott after the format changed. True. It's all about those tapus now. Ugh, Tapu Fini, man. Tapu Lele, I think, has more. What's well, out? I think Tapu Lele is the most common one that's used in doubles. It's clo- It's a. Well, actually, no. I think Tapu Coco gets more usage, but Tapu Lele is up there as well. It's like Celestila, Alolan Marowak, Tapu Coco, Tapu Lele. Probably Arcanine is up there too in terms of most commonly used Pokemon. If uh, you get a shiny Whimsicott, it has blue ears instead of green ears and it's puff it's hair is it hair it's a cottony puff. uh it's white instead of yellow so very cool shiny uh trivia is whimsicott represents april in the unova horoscope and i didn't know that was a thing what is that oh yeah unova horoscope definitely Uh, i think we talked about it one time but there was a horoscope for the unova region region which appeared in Black, white, black and white two on the like the TVs in the games. Uh, so January was. Oh, I never read those. <laughs> January was Sawsbuck. February was Simipor. Uh, March was Alomamola. Uh, April... Why is January Sawsbuck? So I guess it's like I guess it can be winter, but it's it's confusing to use Sawsbuck anywhere because it can be any. <laughs> is it because wait? Confusing. Capricorn is a. What is Capricorn? Oh, is it supposed to represent actual... I think so, yeah. The actual animal. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because it would make more sense for it to be Sagittarius, wouldn't it? Uh, they use, uh, Fracture is... Well, I'll let me go through. Uh, April is Whimsicott. May is Bufalant. June is Clink. July is Crustle. August is Braviary. September is Gotharita. October is Lampent. November is Scolipede. And December is Fracture. So, Crustle representing Cancer is pretty correct. And Alamomola uh, is Pisces. And Clink is Gemini, which is supposed to be twins. So, that's correct, I guess. And Lampent looks like the um, scales for Libra. Yep. Uh, Scolipede is Scorpio, which is a scorpion. Fracture is Sagittarius, which is supposed to represent an archer. Sagittarius. Yeah. And and generally a Centaur. centaur archer. Oh. So Capricorn is supposed to represent a goat. And I guess Sawsbuck is as close as to, as to a goat as they're getting in Gen 5. And Whimsicott is supposed to be on a ram? 
based off a of ram? I guess it has like little ram horns. Mm. They, look, they had to make some stretches. <laughs> what, was the, what was the one before Alamomola? Semipore? Water carrier? Oh, I get it. I get it. The water, okay. <laughs> so Bravery, which is representing a Leo, which is the lion, that's a bit of a stretch. Yep. <laughs> but I guess America, the good old American lions that we have roaming the yeah. countryside. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. There was a news article one time about a lion being loose in Milwaukee. <laughs> it wasn't true. But... <laughs> we had the same thing in D.C., especially because it was like in the park where I live, and they're like, oh, there's a mountain lion that's running around the park. Be careful when you walk your dog. Our, mm, ours was like a real like African lion, I feel like. <laughs> and the zoo was like, no, we didn't lose any lions. No lions here. Man, when was that? That might have been like two years ago. Anyways, I think that's our show for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Well, we have uh, some things coming down the pipeline. Uh, some things I will be working on this week and uh, maybe we'll be able to talk about in the upcoming weeks. But uh, patreon.com slash it's super effective. Leave us a review in iTunes at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. I think that's, uh, that's the house cleaning for this week. Otherwise... You can follow. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> did what again? The term is housekeeping. Oh yeah, housekeeping. Yeah. House cleaning. No, I cleaned my house. It's clean. Oh no. But, th- but that's not what you say when you have housekeeping things to do at the end of a show. You say well, housekeeping. Look, just because that's it's a new year doesn't mean I'm going to get things correct. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's we wouldn't like it any other way, Steve. Perfect. Travis is at the Travis W on Twitter. Will is at Wash in the Sink, and I am at Dragging a Lake. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super shrimp chips, Mm-mm. and keep that dog clean in 2017. <laughs> nice. Do you like motorcycles, card games, explosions, board games, Mexican food, video games, music, cats, the weird and the unusual, wrestling? Go check out hashtag DrunkOnTacos over at DrunkOnTacos.com or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DrunkOnTacos or even on Instagram at at sign because that's how Instagram works like Twitter. Uh, DrunkOnTacos, all the same Thing, drunkontacos.com if you like that stuff they are a proud supporter of It's Super Effective and we thank them for their patronage <laughs>